Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Well, hey friends, welcome back to Anchored In Always. Um, I am really excited about today's episode. Um, I I know I've been pretty vocal and honest about my struggles with anxiety um, and also just uh, how I struggle with um, this kind of hustle and strive mentality and this constant need to be doing something and busy and, and I need to feel like I'm busy in order to feel like I'm being productive and useful, even, even with kingdom, um, purposes, I still find that I struggle with that. So, um, I struggle a lot with rest. It's just very hard for me to take time and rest, even though I know that, um, it's a, it's something that God calls us to do, um, is to take a Sabbath. So, um, in episode 60, I had my good friend, Christy Crosby on the show, and she was sharing her, um, growing or not growing up so much as just her struggle with anxiety. And just as she dug into that a little bit more, what she found and, and how she, um, has really worked through that. And one of the things that she shared was, um, taking a Sabbath. And so that was going to be a whole new episode. So here we are today, and we're going to talk about that um, with Christy. So she's back on the show with us. Christy, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us again today. I cannot wait to talk about this topic. Um, so welcome back. Thank you, Katie. It is so good to be back. Um, And this is a topic that I'm very passionate about. So I'm excited to talk about it with your listeners today. Yes. Awesome. Well, um, Christy, kind of just jumping right in. And and for those who want a little more information about Christy, go back and listen to episode 60. In episode 60, she um, talked a little bit about what she's doing now and a little bit about herself more personally. Uh, But we want to get to the good stuff um, today that she has ready for us. So if you want to learn a little bit more about Christy, check out episode 60. Um, But Christy, last time you were on the show, we did talk about anxiety. And in that discussion, you mentioned how keeping a Sabbath has really helped reduce your anxiety. Um, So can you share today with the listener, what is a Sabbath and what does that really look like in today's culture? Yeah. Um, It's not a word we use a lot in our culture. And so um, for me, I talked about this in the last episode, but anxiety to me is a multifaceted journey to try to figure out what is going on. Um, So there's, you know, your physical health, your emotional health, your mental health, your spiritual health, all kind of piled in together. And so for me, as I started digging into all of those I started hearing about Sabbath and soul rest. And I was like, what is that? Like, I hear people say it, but what is it? And so when I dug into it, obviously it's a command in scripture. Um, if you look at the very beginning from the the way God set up the rhythm of time in the very beginning at Genesis, he takes a Sabbath. He stops and he rests for a day. And, and I always look at those verses in Genesis and think, what did he do? He stopped and said, it is good. And so I think for me, that's been a pattern of like how I choose to practice Sabbath is stopping and realizing that the things that God has given me are are good and they are to be enjoyed. And so that is some of the way I pattern my Sabbath days. Um, But a Sabbath truly is just that. It is a day of rest. Um, 
And so for me in my journey, it's a day that I actually evaluate all of those things I just talked about, my mental health, my spiritual health, my emotional health. It's kind of a weekly reset in my week, if that makes sense. Um, So for me, that's what Sabbath is and it's what it's become. Um, But it wasn't like I all of a sudden just said, okay, I'm going to do this and it's easy and I'm going to take a day. And that's not how it started for me. Um, So I'm not sure where you want me to go at this point, Katie, but I can start to talk about for me what that has started to look like and now what it looks like. Do you want me to go that direction? Um, Yeah, I was just going to say real quick, uh, some of the things I wanted to highlight what you said in there that I loved. I love the term soul rest. When you said it's soul rest, like that, I think people can understand a little bit more than even Sabbath. Like that might sound like a religious kind of term, but we all are like, oh, my soul just needs some rest. You know, I just need some. So I love that. And then um, stopping and realizing that the things that God has given me, that they are good, just like he did and praising him and giving thanks and just taking a day, a time to do that. And you have to kind of slow down to be able to do that. Um, the weekly reset. I love that too, because, um, I think sometimes it's just constant. There isn't a rest day for a lot of us. And, and so we need that kind of weekly reset to kind of start fresh the next day, whatever, you know, whatever day that is that you decide to do your, your, um, soul rest or your Sabbath. So that's great. And the last thing that that I wanted to say before you, you jump in is the, um, it's, you said something about, it's not simple. Um, it's, and I love that. I've heard Josh say with recovery too, at times it's simple, but it's not easy. So like what God asks us to do is not complicated, but it's not easy. And so Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we can fuse those, those things and we expect things, um, to be difficult. And it's like, they're simple. They're simple steps. It's a simple command that, that we are to obey, but it's not easy because there's so many distractions and so many things pulling at us. Um, so simple and easy aren't always the same thing. Um, so I love that. True. Um, and I think, you know, it, it sounds simple. Okay. Just take a day of rest. But we all know that like one, a day in and of itself feels hard. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage people to start with whatever pocket of time you can start with. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it started because my day off from work is on Fridays. And so I started to kind of incorporate it personally on Fridays. Um, but then I realized that like our family kind of needed it. And so, um, so I also work on Sundays because I work at a church. And so, but, but so Sunday has become our family's Sabbath. Um, but it's more like we spend the morning at church worshiping together and all those things. And then my, my kids and my, my husband just know that Sunday afternoons are just to be, you know, they're not, we, there's not a to-do list. Um, we actually don't even cook food. Like we just kind of have this, like either we do leftovers or we throw out a charcuterie board, you know, like let's throw things out of the refrigerator. Um, but it's just become this just really sweet time for us where it's like, it's not like we have to always be together but we're all just resting, you know, and what, whatever that looks like, it looks different every week. And I think that's the biggest thing I would tell people is don't be legalistic about Sabbath. Like there's not these rules and regulations. I can't really tell you what to do, but I can tell you what it should feel like. And I think that's what I would like to, to talk about a little bit because, um, Cause I don't want people to think, oh, well, I have to take 24 hours where I don't do anything. And I don't, that is not what it has to look like. Um, I think realistically, um, what it feels like is, um, I, I use this illustration sometimes if you have a pet, you'll know what I mean. If you look at your animals, sometimes 
they will find this spot of sunlight in your house that's coming in the window and they will just lay in it. And it's just like, they're basking in the sun and enjoying it, you know, and that's what it should feel like. That's what your Sabbath should feel like. Um, I often tell people it's more about what's life giving to you, what does bring your soul rest. Um, Cause a lot of times when we think about rest, you said it before, we think about taking a nap, which is fine. You can nap on your Sabbath, but it's, it's really what is filling you back up. Um, there is a book. If, if anybody is like, I really want to dig into this topic. There's a book that I recommend called the rest of God. It's by Mark Buchanan. It's probably my favorite book on Sabbath, but he has a quote where he basically says we are emptying ourselves and filling ourselves back up all at once. That's what it should feel like. So essentially it is laying your to-do list down, but it's also restoring yourself. So whether that is reading scripture and focusing on God, which I think should always be part of your Sabbath. Um, but it's also like, I often say it's realizing that he's in control and I'm not. Mm -hmm. So I can put the list down because if we don't ever put the list down and just stop, <laughs> then basically I feel like we're saying, I don't trust God. I don't trust God to hold the world up. I trust myself to do it and I don't trust him. And so I'm not going to lay this down. Right. And so for me, it's an obedience issue at this point. It's a heart issue. Um, so, so that's some of my reasoning behind it and what it feels like. Um, Cause I also love Jesus's words in Mark two. He says the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people, not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Right. So yeah. again, it's not legalistic. It's, it's for us. It's for our good. It's for our hearts. Um, so, but yes, to all the things that you just said, like it is a weekly reset for me and my heart and my mind. And, and, and we've grown over the years. It started very small. Like, again, I think start small. If this is new to you, um, if you've never done this before, take some pockets of time. Don't feel like it has to start as a whole day. Um, but I guarantee you, if you truly start to practice it, you're going to want a whole day. <laughs> you're just going to crave more and more and more. Um, Steve and I kind of joke in our house that, that, that now we almost have a daily Sabbath, <laughs> you know, like we've, we've, we've put this rhythm into our days that at the end of the day, it's like, okay, it's time we're done with everything that's on the list for today. And, and so we spend time, even he and I on Sunday evenings, looking at the week ahead, like you know, and for us as a family, it's like, okay, last week was crazy. We did too much. We overextended ourselves. And so even looking forward to the next week to say like, okay, we don't want to do that again. So let's, let's reset and start differently. Um, it's just given us a lot of clarity and direction, um, personally, but even as a family, um, to take the time to do that. So. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, so much good stuff in there. Like, I love that you, um, your encouragement to start small because I think often, and, and I'm talking about myself, you know, more than anybody right now is it's like all in it's all or nothing. And I feel like sometimes I, I just overdo it. And then it seems so impossible or too much that I give up. I don't, I, I don't stick with it consistently because I'm trying to do too much all at once. And there's nothing wrong with, um, because I, I do struggle with the legalistic box checking. And so I have to do it just right and perfect or not at all. Um, and that's not, that's not the purpose of the Sabbath. So I love that scripture that you shared, just reminding us that the Sabbath was created as 
um, a gift for us. It's something that God has given us because we need it and he knows what we need. And so he's provided, he's Jehovah Jireh, you know, the God who provides and he's provided a day of rest because he knows that we need it. And it's for our benefit to um, pour into, to fill back up. And I love that you said that too, because I've said often to people, um, some of my coaching clients is you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, and so if you're constantly pouring out and pouring out and you're never taking any time to get filled back up, you're going to run out. And then that's what causes anxiety often for a lot of us is we feel like um, exhausted and overwhelmed and overspent and there's nothing left in our cup. And yet we still feel that we need to pour out to those in our lives, our families, our husbands, our friends, our ministries, our jobs. Um, and so taking this time is crucial for all of us and, and starting small is okay. And so I love that. Just, just even picking a day. Um, I met with my mentor years ago, um, Kelly, who I have on the show all the time, um, Kelly Bullock. And she told me, um, that I need to create margin for time. You know, and that's what it sounded like to me as you were sharing, you know, you and your husband kind of looking at your next week even and realizing, okay, we may have overdone it this week. So we need to reset. And, and how do we want next week to look and just um, preparing and even putting in margin of time to rest and, and, and have a Sabbath or soul rest um, opportunities throughout the week, even, or just one day, whatever, you know, that really looks like in, in everybody's schedule is different. So, um, and then that book, I'm going to definitely check out that book. So um, yeah, such great tips. I really appreciate that. Um, I was going to ask you how, because you did talk about uh, anxiety on the last, the last episode, how has doing this? So it sounds like you and your family have kind of established this rhythm you said, and I love that term, um, in your family, how has that really helped, um, with your anxiety re in reducing your anxiety? Yeah, I, I think going back to what I said before, like it, it gives me space in my week to tackle how I am, you know, like, um, one of the things I love to tell people is silence and solitude is important you know, and it's something we need in our weeks and just for our mental health, if not for nothing else. And that's, you know, a lot of place, places where our anxiety sits is in that space and silence and solitude though, for somebody who struggles with anxiety is really hard. Um, but what I like to remind people is it's either where God can do his best work or it's where the enemy can do his best work. Mm. And we get to choose. Yeah. Like we get to choose. If you think about that verse in second Corinthians, second Corinthians 10, five, where he talks about taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. Right. Like it is the space in my week that I get to do that, you know, where I get to sit and that and I promise you, if you've never done this in the beginning, it will be hard like to sit in silence and solitude because all of the fears and anxieties and worries do come in. Um, but you, I, I just encourage people to sit with that and just continually point those thoughts and things back to the Lord, because he is faithful to, to give us peace, to give us calm, to sit with us in those, but we, but we're just scared of it. And we just run away. I mean, it is, that's the core and heart of my busyness is that I just don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. It's too hard. It doesn't feel good. But the more I have allowed myself to do it, the better, you know, it just, it, so, so for me, it, my anxiety, like you said before, is so caught up in like doing all the things and, you know, and, 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 and never slow down. And so it has been so, um, helpful in my anxiety journey for that reason alone, because I just, I don't have to do it all. Like he, he holds the world up and I don't. You know, um, 
<clears throat> so for me, that's, that's where it's been the most helpful is it gives me a weekly time to just sort myself out, you know, <laughs> like, like, where is my heart? Where is my mind? What have I struggled with this week? Um, and just, it gives me space for that. That's why it's been so helpful. I think for me. Yes. What, um, so you shared a little bit about some things that your family does on like your family Sabbath. Um, would you mind just maybe sharing a couple ideas for the woman listening, um, today who's thinking like, okay, I don't know what that would look like for me. Um, and not that she has to do it this way, but if she's just looking for some direction, um, what would you, what are some things that you do on your, when you do your Sabbath? Like it, like you were talking about on Fridays or something um, when you're off, what are some things that you've done? Well, I think one of the things we get rest and, and even soul, soul care, a little bit confused with self-care. Mm. Um, so I would encourage women to just realize that there's a place for self-care, but this is not it necessarily. Like, um, so for me, it, it does not look the same all the time. Um, in fact, a lot of weeks when I come to Friday, I will think, okay, what do I need this week? Like if I have been, like if I have met with lots of people and I've had lots of life-giving conversations, then Friday is not a day to do that. But if I haven't, then it might be a day to sit with a really good friend and have mm-hmm. a life-giving conversation. You know, if it's a week where, um, you know, like maybe I really wanted to just sit and read and spend more time in God's word and I didn't get a chance to, then I might do that on my Sabbath. Um, so I, I hate to give people like, do this, do this, do this. But I do think you really just have to think about like, what, what did my week look like? What did I need that I didn't get, you know? And so I try to use my, my time on my days off to do that. Um, and sometimes honestly, like so it's summer, so my kids are home. So like this summer, it, it might look like spending time with my kids, you know, it might be, let's go to the pool. Let's, you know, let's go out and do something fun together, you know, like, and so I, I, again, I think it just has to be life-giving and something that fills your soul up. Um, it could be reading a fiction book. It could be, I mean, it can be so many things, but it really is just like, what, what do, does my soul need? And, um, and I can't answer that for you, but you can, you know, but I think it's just, um, that's for me personally, that's what it looks like. And sometimes it's literally laying in my backyard in the hammock and doing nothing else, but staring at the sky. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's helpful for people, but yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, it was helpful for me because, um, I love what you said, like, what is asking yourself that question? What is it that I need? Uh, because that's really what it's there for. It's a gift that God's given us to pour into, to to fill our cup back up as we've said. So what do you need to fill your cup up? And that's, that's going to be different for everybody. And, and so really just being able to be honest with yourself and realize, you know, I've had this kind of week so far. And so what I really need is this, and that may look different from week to week. It's going to be different from person to person. Um, and I, I, I would think too, that over time you start to get more in tune with, with your needs, you know, like maybe at first you're kind of like, I don't really know what I need because it takes practice of actually doing this and being honest with yourself and figuring that out. And so we can kind of stumble through that and still do it, but knowing that the more that we do it and 
that we're going to get more in tune with ourselves and realize, okay, this is really what I need. This is what, you know, I need to fill my cup and to find that soul rest. Um, so I think that was very helpful. Um, and I have some questions that I yeah. wrote down that I ask myself sometimes. Oh um, yes, definitely. So things like, um, because I do think it's your body, your mind and your soul, you know? And so it's like some, sometimes I'll ask myself what would be refreshing to my body today? You know, what would be refreshing to my soul or my mind? Um, or what's damaging to my mind and my soul that I don't need to do. Um, you know, we all love a good Netflix binge, right? But it's not always good for my soul or my mind, you know? And so sometimes I have to really remind myself, yeah, it's Friday and it's my day off and it might feel really good to binge a show today, but that might not be the best thing for me that day, you know? And there are days that it is, I'm not going to lie to you, but there are days, a lot, most days that that's not really what my heart and soul and mind needs. And so, um, I just encourage you to just, just ask yourself and be honest, like, what do, what do I need? Yes. And, um, let me ask you this too, Christy. Um, what are maybe some obstacles that, you know, if, if someone's getting thinking, you know what, this sounds great to me. And I do want to try to, to take a Sabbath and I'm going to start small and I'm, I'm just going to, you know, try to ask myself these questions. What do I need? What would fill me up? Um, what are some potential obstacles that could get in the way of that, um, that you've, you know, experienced? everything will be an obstacle. <laughs> um, you know, like you're never going to feel like you have time for this. Um, you know, your family, your obligations, just fear of it there. Everything is going to be an obstacle. So I would say, um, gosh, there's a Tim Keller quote that gets me every time I'm going to share a little bit of it because he almost calls it slavery, like a self-imposed slavery that we put ourselves in. Um, so we're always going to find an obstacle. Um, he says, Anyone who cannot obey God's command to observe the Sabbath is a slave, even if a self-imposed one. Your own heart or our materialistic culture, all those things will abuse you if you don't have the ability to be discipled and practice Sabbath. Um, and so it, that's just a good reminder to me that like, I don't want to be a slave to all of these things, all of these distractions, all of these things that are telling me that I can't do this. And so it is really kind of like a willful, willful obedience thing for me to say, you know what, all of those things can wait, even if it's for an hour, you know, like again, start small, but like, because the other thing that I have learned is if I put the to-do list down, because I have a always going to-do list in my head. I think a lot of us do. Mm -hmm. um, but if I put it down it and, and I'm disciplined enough to practice some sort of Sabbath rest, when I pick it up. I'm always amazed at how many things have dropped off because, oh, maybe that wasn't as important today as it was two days ago when I put that list down, you know, like, um, because you, you really do realize that you don't have to do as much as you think you do. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny if you have older kids, as they get older, you realize some of those things get done. If you just stop doing them, <laughs> you know, like, oh, my kids need to eat today. Well, uh, they figured out how to make a sandwich. Amazing how that happens, you know, like, and so I think sometimes as moms, especially like we feel like we can't stop because who's going to do it if we don't. Yeah. Um, and the reality is, I, and of course with littles, this is a lot harder. Um, I actually, I have a resource that I've given to Katie, but it has a great podcast on it about, um, doing this as a mom, especially if moms of littles, um, cause, cause I did start this when my kids were younger, um, but they weren't super little. So, so I think you have to evaluate and figure out what works for you, but there's always going to be obstacles to answer your question. Um, 
And so you just have to decide it's important to you. That's really what it boils down to. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, reminding ourselves too, that, um, there's spiritual warfare. So the, the, if this is something that the Lord is telling us we need, and he's giving it to us as a gift, the enemy is going to try to snatch it out of our hands. He is going to try to um, get in our heads and be that distraction. And that voice in our head that you don't have time for this. You need to get this done. You're wasting time. You're being lazy. All of the little lies that, that he will tell us um, to cause distraction. So we also need to, you know, remember our spiritual armor and just arm ourselves with the truth and spend time in prayer and ask God to give us strength and grace to do this. And like you said, be intentional, just set our minds to it and be intentional and start small um, and just ignore the lies of the enemy and push through and, and do it. Um, so I love that. And I think another thing that you said um, is sometimes the language that we speak to ourselves can also affect our attitude about doing things. So when we say things like um, I should or I must, then it feels heavy and burdensome and 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 like restrictive. But when we change that that terminology to, I get to, um, I get to take a Sabbath, um, or I, I want to. And, and so we're changing just one word in there instead of, I must take one, or I should take one. I get to, um, that it kind of changes our perspective and our attitude going into it, that this is a, is a gift, um, that God has given us that we get to experience and, um, and grow from. So, uh, just reminding ourselves of that as well. Um, and then lastly, I really loved what you said about the bind, the mind, body, and soul, um, and just kind of even breaking it down that way. You know, if you're not sure how to spend your Sabbath, um, whatever that amount of time is or day that is, um, look at what, where are you feeling the most depleted physically, emotionally, spiritually, and maybe start there. Um, and what would fill that part up or what do you need to, I like that too, what you said, what do I need to, um, put away and not do to protect myself in those areas as well. So sometimes putting up boundaries in certain things, um, is also helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a great stuff right there too. Um, what I was, I, in closing, I was just going to ask you if you have any final thoughts, anything that you, um, wrote down that you didn't have an opportunity to share, basically just what would you say to the person listening today that is just feeling um, overwhelmed and exhausted and struggling to find rest. What are just some final thoughts that you would have for them? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would say just start, just start somewhere. Um, like you said, don't put any like rules or boundaries around yourself of, of you should do it, or you have to do it. Um, I love that Katie. Like I get to do this, like, um, because if you're feeling overwhelmed and exhausted and all those things, then it's all the more reason you at least need to start somewhere. Um, so I would say start somewhere and, and, and build up, you know, build this rhythm into your life. It is a rhythm and it is a practice. Mm. And I think it's important that people realize just like any spiritual practice, like you're going to have to try a lot of different things before you hit kind of a rhythm that makes sense for you. Mm. Um, so don't get discouraged by that. Um, start somewhere, start small and just keep practicing. Um, because that's how the, how this journey has been for me. This is years in the making at this point that I've gotten to like a pocket on Friday and a pocket on Sunday. I did not start there. Um, and so I think just uh, my encouragement would be to start somewhere. One of the things I didn't get to talk about that I think is important. Um, this is kind of a three-step thing that I try to do every week. Um, you know, 
on my Sabbath at some point, and it's kind of just a self-reflection tool. Um, it's actually from a book called Ordering Your Private World by Gordon McDonald, but he basically talks about Sabbath as a way to look back on your past week and close the loop. So ask questions like, like kind of like I was talking about before, what worked, what didn't work, where did you see God this week? And what do you need to just leave behind from the week? You know, like closing the loop on your week. Um, and then part of Sabbath is being present in your current moment. So it's like, that's your past. You close the loop on that. Be present wherever you are, enjoying what God has given you. Like I talked about before, what is good? What can I enjoy? What is, where are my feet today? You know, um, and then also just coming back to like, where, where am I off track? Where do I need to confess some things to the Lord? Where is my heart? Like that present moment stuff. And then use that Sabbath time to look forward. You know, so there's the past, the present and the forward. Like what, what is going to set me up for success in my coming week? How can I do things differently? Um, and so I think that's just a really good thing to remember as you're starting this practice. Um, because I also really do think, um, you know, we have backwards this idea that we work and work and work and work, and then we fall into the weekend, you know, like, okay, it's time to rest from my work. Um, and then I get up on Monday and I do it all over again. Um, I don't think that that's God's intention. I think if we rest and work from our rest, it's much more productive work. Mm -hmm. And so that's a perspective shift. And, mm -hmm. and I think as you start to practice Sabbath, you realize, oh, I'm like refreshed and ready to work from this rest this week um, versus I've worked and worked and worked myself to death and I have to rest, you know, like it's just this different perspective. So that's just a couple of things I would say um, to keep in mind as you're starting to practice this, but ultimately just start, just start somewhere. Um, it's a really important rhythm. I think for all of us, even my kids, I think benefit from just um, they're learning from us that it's okay to stop and slow down. Um, I, I think kids are so overextended these days that like, they don't realize it's okay either. So, um, yeah, that's just my encouragement. Start somewhere and start small and, and keep building the practice. Yes. Yes. That's so good, Christy. Thank you so much for all of that. Um, it's funny cause that's one of the, the steps in recovery, um, towards the end. So after you've done all of the initial hard work and steps and your inventory, and you've made amends and asked for forgiveness, then you, you, the maintenance part of recovery is um, a daily inventory. And it sounds very similar to what you're saying, where you kind of acknowledge, um, only you do it daily, but I, I love like doing it at weekly too. Just thinking like, okay, what did I do well this week? What do I need to improve on, um, going forward? And you kind of tie a little bow. That's what my mentor always says. She's like, tie a bow around that, um, and, and kind of close that loop and, and move forward. Cause I think a lot of us carry burdens and shame even, um, from things we didn't get accomplished or things we thought we, here we go again with that. We should, we must, mm -hmm. um, mentality. If we should have gotten this done, we should have done this. And instead of, of just acknowledging where we need to improve what we did well and moving forward. Um, and this reset that you're talking about soul rest and reset is a great way to do that. So, um, again, thank you so much for coming on the show today and just sharing, um, just things that you've learned in your own life and you've experienced and sharing that wisdom with us. Um, I know this is going to be very helpful, not only for myself, but to everybody listening. Um, so I just appreciate you being on the show again today. Thank you so much. You're and welcome. if you 
if you would mind um, just closing this episode out um, in prayer over the listener today, that would be wonderful. Yeah, I would love to do that. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but Katie's going to put a resource in the podcast that I've put together for cultivating this kind of rest. And so I'd encourage you to look at that. It gives you even some ideas to start to incorporate it daily and weekly in all the different ways. So thank you for having me on, Katie. I'm going to pray over your listeners. God, thank you for being a God who established Sabbath for us. Um, it is a gift, God. And so as we start to look in our lives and figure out how to make margin for this, will you just help us, help us to be people who realize that you've told us to be still and know that you are God. And so help us to do that. Help us to find places in our days and in our weeks to be still and be with you um, and to hear from you. Um, God, we're grateful for who you are in our lives. In Jesus name. friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling on your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. And be sure to check out my brand new website at anchoredinalways.com for more information and to book your 20-minute free discovery session with me today. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored in Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.